everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What up, Dave? Hello. How's it going, boy? I'm tired, man. No, oh, don't start. We'll discuss this. I am no, shagged. Need high energy today, boy. High yeah. energy. Week 15, done. Yeah. Over. Kaputski. So, uh, before we talk about the week 15 games, and then look at, obviously, at the week 16 matchups, got some news to cut through. First of all, we've got a firing. Tom Coughlin, uh, Jags owner Shad Khan, has dropped the hammer on former Jags head coach and now former executive VP of football operations, Tom Old Man Coughlin. Khan mentioned in the statement that he had been planning to move Coughlin on at the end of the season, but events in recent days had moved up that schedule. Uh, Khan alluded to the recent days likely refers to the NFL uh, Players Association winning a grievance against the Jags for illegally fining players for missing non-mandatory off-season activities. For example, Dante Fowler Jr. was fined more than $700,000 for missing off-season training sessions deemed mandatory by the club. Those fines were overturned by an independent arbitrator. So it should be noted that Jags players continue to be at odds with Jaguars management over the rights under the CBA far more than players on other clubs, the NFLPA said. In the last two years, more than a quarter of the grievances filed by players in the entire league have been filed against the Jaguars. So, no smoke without fire here, Dave. Yep. And obviously the Jags have stunk for about two seasons now. So, as Shad Khan, the owner, said, he was probably going to move them on anyway at the end of the season. But yeah. this I latest mean, uh, debacle's moved up the uh, timescale. There's two ways to look at it. I don't see the particular benefit in getting rid of him now. Um, he doesn't affect what they're going to do in the draft. That's the GM's role. Um, it's only the only thing he really manages is how players uh, operate and how the club operates or how the franchise operates so there's no real benefit in getting rid of him now as opposed to anything else I have no doubt that Doug Marone's going to be going as well it's a statement for the players isn't it I suppose it is cleaning house it is but at the same time they're keeping the same GN um for what we know at the well, moment I don't know about that I well, think it might be a complete clean sweep by looks well, like it and also Tom Coughlin had some influence on what was going on in the draft room as well maybe but again I think if they if the decision had already been made I don't think it was going to have any impact on the draft because that's not not the next one but the, the yeah. three he was there for now and they've not drafted particularly badly no okay um very well. A lot has come out in the very short time since this has happened. So when we're recording, it's been less than 24 hours. Yes. And we've seen things already come out that um, players weren't allowed to dress certain ways. Um, there was one of the players, uh, one of the defensive backs, who was released and is no longer in the NFL, mm. um, saying that he was fined for wearing shoes and when he was told to wear trainers. I mean, yeah. I've heard it go the other way. I've never heard it go that way. <laughs> so I can't remember what his name was, though. So... There's lots of things. Everyone knows that Tom Coughlin has been um, a disciplinarian. He's difficult to get on with. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be bearing fruit now. It will be... Uh, there's a lot of people in the Jags organization who are going to be jumping for joy right now. Well, Jalen Ramsey tweeted out with uh, the zips mouth emoji. <laughs> when, uh, yeah, when that That's happened. the best thing that he could have tweeted right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what I was—I don't know what I was expecting right then. Well, there's a famous story from the Giants where Tom Coughlin wants to find a player for being early to training. <laughs> so what on earth? Well, when you watch when you watch the America's games of the Giants winning, yeah, um, a couple of the players had—they were on there saying they really, really didn't like playing for Tom Coughlin. They really didn't like playing for him. I mean, that's on America's game. That's a celebration of you winning a Super Bowl. And even <laughs> there, you're saying I don't like him because he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. But at that point, he is. Um, I mean, he's the head coach, so he's overseeing absolutely everything. So it's mm -hmm. a little bit different. Doesn't surprise me that 
it's happened. Uh, it does surprise me that it's happened now. Um, and he was the first head coach of the Jags when they first started. Yeah. So there's a You've lot of history his- there. Yeah, there's a lot of history there with him. It's just a bit of a shame. What What do they really gain from him not being there for the last two games of the season? It just seems a bit weird. But if you're going to get rid of him, Dave, then you might as well get rid of him now and just show to the players you're serious about okay, their, then, their mental well-being. Then you know? at the beginning of the season... Or halfway through the season, when Shai Khan has said in his statement that he was mm. going, to, he knew he was going to get rid of him at the end. By that logic, you get rid of him halfway through. <laughs> well, not, you don't have to get rid of somebody you don't want to, but you know, it doesn't I, matter. It, it doesn't just, matter. It, it just seems a bit weird to the do. The Jag season's ditched anyway. It might as exactly. well be. Like so you might as well just leave it to the end of the season, and then you yeah. just give him a nice handshake, and he goes off into the distance. That's his NFL done. No, I don't think any teams with the way players have to be managed now, rather than being coached. He's a throwback, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Belichick can get away with it because he's Belichick. Cause yeah. He's special. Um, I don't think there's many other franchises that would accept it. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Pro Bowl. The invitation oh. that every player wants and every player wants to be ineligible for. 26th of <laughs> January at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. We're going to have a <laughs> just a kind of exhibition match between it's, a load of it's players not, it's, not the match, it's not the match that we should find interesting so anyone who doesn't know the Pro Bowl is basically an all-star game yes um, the game's not interesting it always pisses down with rain in a way and it's never interesting well, Florida they make sure it's uh, in a quite nice place but the one thing that is interesting is they all the games that they have beforehand and after so um, there's a quarterback competition where they have to throw it at targets and see who's the most accurate it's the skill stuff isn't it yeah and you know what they're always good to watch the dodgeball's always good and it's all you know it's always entertaining it's just it's that thing to tide you over in the week between the uh, divisional championships and the uh, Super Bowl yeah well something nice to have in between the criticism for me has always been that it's at the wrong time. It should be after the Super Bowl. Yes, so I agree. So it's a party, yeah. basically. Uh, because otherwise, like I said, there are two lots of teams that are ineligible that have probably submitted a lot of players for the Pro Bowl. Yes. So it's then backups turn up like Matt Ryan. And uh, you know. I mean, he was MVP a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, give the guy some slack, you know what I mean? It's well, the, the first good, name, like a Matt Stafford usually rocks up. You the know. good thing is, though, that you'll be able to watch loads of Steelers players this year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, a lot of have been picked, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to... I mean, I, I'm fairly happy with the the lineups. Uh, there aren't a lot of players you can pick out for each position. And you're no, taken from the entire conference. So. There's not, but there's a couple of players who are screaming out as not being there. Okay, who's the one that you would pick out then? That's um, there's two really been snubbed. Two Broncos who have been snubbed. Oh who my I don't god! Think no, but you, they're the players <laughs> I watch the most, so they're the ones I've got the most valid yeah, but opinion. Let's be on. honest, you know, what? really, you're going to pick out Broncos players out of all the people that haven't made it. Two. Go on no, then. no, no. That's what I'm saying. There's two Broncos players, Go on then, then there's other players who should be in it. Josh Jacobs should be there. Mm, yeah, Isn't but then it? you've got. But who are you taking out? Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, or Mark Ingram? Uh, Nick Chubb. You're taking out Nick Chubb yeah. for Josh Jacobs? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, Cortland Sutton should be there. Take, <laughs> take out Keenan Allen. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. So you've already thought about that one. Well, yeah, I got, guess he has the slightly weak link. He's got five touchdowns. So I mean, there's four of Kenny, them. There's DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, yeah. and Tyreek Hill. Kenny Galladay's got ten. Yeah, but Double. Kenny Galladay's in the NFC. Okay, that's fair. He's point. not in it either. So in the <laughs> no, NFC he's not. Side, he's one of the big names that were, that was missing on the NFC side. It's Julio Jones, Michael yep. Thomas, Mike Evans, who's probably going to be injured, uh, and Chris Godwin. 
Yeah. That's a very strong lineup of wide receivers. So I'm not surprised that Kenny Galladay hasn't quite got the star power to uh, get, to get the votes over the line there. He's got more touchdowns than anyone else in. I know. Look, I know. Just saying. I know. Just saying. I didn't pick him. All right. I'm just saying. It's a strong lineup. I did. If Calvin Ridley had been healthy. I did pick him. And I submitted votes for them. <laughs> did you? And right. I, yeah, absolutely. It took okay. forever and a day as well. The one that the one that really screams out to me is Aaron Jones. Yeah. The fact they've allowed Aaron uh, Rodgers to be selected at, uh, but not Aaron Jones. Mm. I think that the one person that's really galvanized that Packers team has been Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yet they've chosen Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott. As the running back. I mean, Zeke this season. I know this because I've had him in fantasy. He's been good. Yeah, but not. He he's the one. Yeah, he's not been. It's same with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara hasn't been himself. No. He's not been elite. He's not been the guy. Same with um, Barkley as well. Saquon Barkley hasn't been the guy you expected him to be. I mean, all of these guys were going top three, top four in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just haven't really seen that this season. Chris Carson's got a shout as well for. Yeah, in there. I mean, he's going to be pissed that he hasn't got it. Mm. Other than that, though, I, I don't think we can really complain too much. Um, the two Broncos, because I know you're interested. <laughs> um, obviously, Cortland Sutton. Obviously. You you have to admit, he has been better this season than Keenan Allen. You have to admit that. I'm not sure I do. do you Honestly, <laughs> you absolutely, he's had three dog shit quarterbacks thrown towards him. Yeah, I mean Drew Locke's still young, so I'm giving him that. But he's had Flacco and um, I completely forgot the other Allen. Brandon Allen. That was yeah. It, yeah, he's had him thrown at him, and he's still been brilliant under the double third coverage best as well. Allen quarterback in the league. Fourth. There's got to be one knocking around the better than him somewhere. No, he did all right when he was in. It's unfair to him. It's unfair to say he was rubbish. Yeah. Um, but and the other one, Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner this season as an interior guard has been superb. I mean. Every, every week there's something on NFL.com rookie of the week rookies of the week he's always on it and every time I watch him he's making Garrett Bowles look decent I mean come on so, I mean that is a job and a half he's a right tackle isn't he uh, he's right move to left move to left he plays both he plays both sides but to be fair if you look at the ones that made it you've got Ronnie Stanley from the mm. Ravens you've got Laramie Tunsil from the Texans and Trent Brown from the Raiders he's guard All three of them what? he's a left guard left Lewis. guard right guard oh he's a left I said tackle. No, no, he's a guard, sorry. Right, the guards, and all right, Marshall Yonder, Quentin Nelson, and David DeCastro. Okay, take out DeCastro. You, you can't take out DeCastro. You can't take out... No, no, no. <laughs> he plays left guard, right guard, either or Take out Marshall Yonder, he's ancient. Uh, Yonder's good, though. And he's, the thing is, Yonder's put up a couple of games this season. He's better than Reisner. Epic. Is what he got there. Mm, not sure. Name Again, he's well a popular, it's a popularity contest. It is contest. a popular. Um, the other thing I would say, and I'm saying this with a heavy heart, why is... Why are we... Number one, why are we seeing Khalil Mack... Why is he in there? Yeah. Why is Von Miller in there? And I say that with a heavy heart, but why is Von Miller in there? Has he had a stellar season? I don't know how many sacks he's got, but I bet it's single figures. Yeah, you could have made a case for Josh Allen taking that, yes. that position. A hundred percent. I spoke to um I spoke to Cy during the uh, during the week about it. Philly Cy? Yeah, and the first thing he said was Josh Allen was not in it, because he's obviously a Josh Allen fan. <laughs> and he says he's not in there. I was like, Yeah. Cy's alive? Yeah. Oh, that's all right then. But he's uh, yeah, so it it was a bit of a surprise. There was a few in there which I wasn't sure about. Um, Obviously, snubs for Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott as well. Yeah, I, I had no issue with that. Like I said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers well, has been spectacular this year. Kirk Cousins' first four weeks of the season, four four or five weeks of the season, 
it made his his own receivers coming out and talking trash about him. Yeah, he's been great <laughs> after that, but I mean, mm. you know, it is what it is. He, he's still he was still. Well, one of them's going to make weeks. it because obviously they've got Russell Wilson and Drew Brees yeah. and Aaron Rodgers, the three NFC quarterbacks. So I think there's a fair chance that one of the one of the two of them are going to not Aaron Rodgers are going to be uh, actually <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe a good chance unless it's Jimmy G. Well, that's the one. Yeah. Not even a not even a sniff around Jimmy G. Anyway, that's the Pro Bowl. Jimmy G hasn't been the carrier of that team. He's been no. the person. He's been the guy who's basically relied upon in key moments. The rest of it is, you know, they've been able to rely controls on the, the, the game. Yeah, it's game control. That's all it is. I mean, yeah. you look at Brady. Brady doesn't get in the Pro Bowl year after year after year, but he controls games enough. And uh, of course, where did Garoppolo start? The Patriots. <laughs> there we go. Let's talk about some football games then, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about week 15. Um, the other thing I was going to say, was yeah. Mark Andrews in. Yeah, he's in there. He was. I was uh, Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, right. I was going to say, if that was, because I remember looking up, I couldn't remember seeing his name. I said, that would have been ridiculous. Uh, you're going to make me look again, aren't you? So it was Mark Andrews and uh, Travis Kelsey for the AFC. So Darren okay. Waller didn't make it. Ooh, that's a bit rough. Um, you can't take out Kelsey. No, I know, I know. But he's, he has a great season. Um other side of the other side, I would assume it's Kittle and Zach Ertz. Uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> Ertz has been a disappointment for Ertz's standard, and I feel like there should be someone else. Saints. I mean, With Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah. He's had a good. Again. He's had. He's been good lately, but no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Austin Hooper. Hooper's been Austin super. Hooper. Hey, he's been. I'm leaving. Not, I'm, I would never sub. He's Zach Ertz for Austin Hooper, mate. No, but forget about the name. Just I'm not worried about the name. Just look at performance right now. He's been the number one in fantasy all season. We'll get to Zach Ertz when they played the skins on week 15. Number one in fantasy all season. Oh, you don't do fantasy, do you? I, <laughs> I <remember that>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thursday night. A whole week ago now, Dave. Mm-hmm. It was the Baltimore Ravens at home to the New York Jets. Uh, the Ravens got their 10th win in a row. Easy dispatching the Jets on Thursday night. 42-21. to 21. Um, Lamar Jackson... 212 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 86 rushing yards, a rating of 134.4. Mark Ingram getting involved with 86 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Then the uh, passing touchdowns were for Seth Roberts. He caught three of three passes, 61 yards and a touchdown. Marquise Brown, who's just been amazing as a rookie, four of four catches, um, 45 yards and a touchdown. Mark Andrews and Miles Boykin with a touchdown each. Uh, For the Jets... It was a Jameson Crowder 90 yards and two touchdown performance. was the one bright spark, really, for them. And one key drop as well. Yeah, well, I'm going to give it to him because obviously, you know. Well, a play or two later, he, did, he caught the win, uh, caught a touchdown, so we have yeah. to let him off, I guess. Sam Darnold, uh, 218 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, lost a fumble. Um, yeah, fairly straightforward victory here for the, the Ravens. I'm not going to stick on this game because... It's well, no. how we thought it was, it was one very, very good team scoring twice as many points as one ordinary team. <laughs> yeah, uh, it means that the Ravens, sorry, the Ravens are at twelve and two, and the Jets have gone down to five and nine. Yeah, not bad for them. I mean, you know, last season five and nine for the Jets. Them. If you'd have offered that to them, yeah, well, it. beginning of the season, probably not. No, two or three games in, they'd have probably said, "Yeah, go on then." <laughs> yeah, I think they realised they weren't as good as they thought they were. Mm. Especially with the it, it hasn't quite come together, has it? But you know, they have got a massive. I know we shouldn't use injuries as an excuse no because every team's got injuries but they've got injuries in key positions their best players are all injured um, Quinn and Wilson um, 
Wilson, Quinn and Williams, wow, um, Jamal Adams. I mean, yeah. literally their best players are all injured. So it's not a surprise that they're not firing on all cylinders. And yeah. they have zero protection for Donald and Bell. Yeah, so another year, another lot of draft picks and uh, see how they go next time. Uh, it's been a jet season. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Other than that, what can you say? You we'll know? do the we'll do the post mortem uh, when it's all over. But uh, autopsy, yeah. I think. It's <laughs> oh Jesus! Right, so let's move on then. Yeah. So five turnovers for the Bengals ensured that despite not really playing very well, the Patriots got the win and make the playoffs. Final score of thirty-four points to thirteen. Not true. Shaking your head? Nope, not true. What? The Patriots didn't win this game. The Bengals. That's what lost I just said. It. The Bengals lost it. I just said they didn't play very well. No, yeah, they played awfully bad. I yeah. mean, to play badly and still score 34 points is not an indictment on the Patriots. It's an indictment on the Bengals. They are <laughs> awful. Although, Dave, at half-time, it was getting it was quite close. I mean, it was 13-10 to the, the Patriots at half-time. It was only because the second it half... Was, it was close it in score only. Yeah. How can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> how, many, how many passing yards did Andy Dalton get in the whole game? 151. Wow. How many did Tom Brady get in the whole game? Uh, 490. How about 128? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but He got less than Andy Dalton. But there were two players who scored over 50 yards. Rex Burkhead scored a touchdown. I mean, yeah. and he broke on the, like, the 40-yard line as well. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it took him a minute and a half to get to the... Get to, it was, I, 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 I was shocked. Very happy for your man who uh, picked him in the first round, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I am in the league where someone did pick Rex Burkhead with their first overall pick. I don't, yeah. Pause for laughter. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> shock. Uh, <laughs> so, just some of the performances then. Joe Mixon, 156 yards. Uh, Keith and Carter got the touchdown for the Bengals. It's a real name. James White got the pats back into it. Nikhil Harry and Rex Burkhead with the other offensive touchdowns. Stephon Gilmore, though, was the MVP. Uh, two interceptions, including the pick six. There were two interceptions for JC Jackson as well. So overall, a four interception performance for Andy Dalton. An overall rating of 39.2 for the Red Rifle. <laughs> Tom Brady, like I said, fewer yards. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Two um, touchdowns. A rating of 86.6. Yeah. So there we go. The Cincinnati Bengals now 1-13. and 13. Uh, New England Patriots 11-3. and three. Um, to that I would say at times this season that record doesn't do them justice I think there's at times they've been slightly better they've been slightly better than that at times they've been worse at that at times as Mm -hmm. well when we saw them at Wembley against the Rams they were just beaten by a better team there's a lot of teams they may have beaten on the day right Um, the Patriots I don't think they're as good as their record suggests it's the exact opposite Um, but they'll keep on winning so if someone's going to throw them four interceptions, then... Yeah, they're dastardly patriots. <laughs> uh, you want to see an example of getting torched repeatedly over the top? Then rewatch the Lions' defence as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored and scored and scored on 38 points to 17. Um, Jameis Winston did 458 yards passing in this game. Four touchdowns, just one interception. A rating of 124.9. He had 340 yards at half time. He did, yeah. Like that. It was ridiculous. And Brashad Perryman caught three touchdown passes and 113 yards. Yeah. Um, Scotty Miller with the other touchdown and Chris Godwin with 121 yards. Um, wasn't expected to play this weekend with a hamstring injury. So week 16, if you've got Chris Godwin in your championship game, you better take him out because he's not playing. Nope. Um, there was a 70, 70 yard pick six for Sean Murphy Bunting, who's a Detroit native. 
You're just making names up again. I'm not. I'm not. It's a cornerback for the Bucks. Remember the three touchdowns by uh, Olivier Bernard as well. <laughs> yes. On the Lions side, then obviously David Blau, 260 yards passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, including that one for Sean Murphy Bunting. Two rushing touchdowns <laughs> for Wes Hills, and 102 yards for Amendola. But that's it. Yeah. Although interestingly, Dave. There are reports after the game that both Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn are keeping their jobs. I think they should. Despite the 3-10-1 record. Absolutely. Yeah? You happy with what they've done so far? Uh, their first round pick has been injured, TJ Hawkinson. Yes. Uh, he's looked very good when they've played, so props to them there. Um, they've sold one of their best secondaries uh, to <laughs> Rams. Old Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, Seahawks, right? Is it Seahawks or Rams? It was Seahawks. You might be right. Someone out west. Someone out west. <laughs> out in California. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Seattle, that famous Californian city. Mm. Um, and Stafford's I been injured. I caught it as soon as I said it. Yeah. But, um, no, it so might did, be the Rams. So I don't know. So you've, did, you've got me confused now. So did everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact is, they've not had Stafford for most of the season, and I'd never heard of Blau. Neither had Blau. No. <laughs> He's just standing there going, who's this blouse? Oh, he's me. Googling himself. It's me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't see any reason why they should get rid of him. The interesting thing is that... No, 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 but hang on, hang on. What? But Matt Patricia is a defensive coach. Okay. And I told you, did you see what was going on? James Winston had his way with that defense. He was just launching balls 40, 50 yards a time, and they were always getting caught by a buck, which is weird. (laughs) But it it happened. I mean... They were so easy to score on. Yeah. I, I mean, but I can't deny it. You're it was absolutely like right. dating in Dagenham. It yeah. was just so easy. Dating in Dagenham. Yeah. I mean, oh, I've never done that before. <laughs> but now I am. Need to try it. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, there's enough there this season. Because early in the season, they were getting wins against teams they shouldn't have been winning against. Yeah, I know. And they look solid defensively. Not anymore. I, but how much of that is down to the fact that... the the offense is so bad that I don't want to say the team's given up, but it's difficult to keep that level of motivation you wanted, going. You wanted Kenny Golladay in the Pro Bowl, yes, yes, and with a terrible quarterback throwing at him, he's still got a number of touchdowns. He's still got ten TDs. I mean, he's the league leader, absolutely. But you can't say that the offense isn't shit. It is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And Matt Patricia should live and die on the defense. And how difficult is it to keep people heavily motivated when you know there's nothing on the other side of the ball? There just isn't. You're, I, you're far too forgiving, Dave, when it comes to any Tim Puff. The, the thing that it... No, it's <laughs> yeah, you, see? you see? No, it's the Raiders and the, uh, Raiders and the Chiefs as well. They don't like the Chiefs, though, the, the thing that I found interesting is on the statement that was released they said we want to keep Matt Patricia because we believe that next season he is going to lead us to the playoffs I mean I'm surmising well, on what they basically crossed. said that's a very difficult division it, to get it out it did of. look promising at the start yeah. it needs Stafford to come back fully healthy from mm. his back injury Yeah, and they've got a chance if they get other players healthy again you know Carry on, Johnson. If you're the owner or the GM and you're sitting there thinking, if we can do that, we've got a genuine chance, why would you rock the boat? If you genuinely believe you've got a chance. Yeah. It's not the hardest division, but it's not the easiest either. No. And again, they... Usually the Lions do prop them up. They haven't been absolutely terrible this season. um, Not the first In other games. So 
the fact it, they've just had a bad game it is what it is they've got the Broncos this week so the scoring is going to continue <laughs> let's move on then yep. so it took a Tremont Williams dropping on a fumble in the last seconds to ensure the win for the Packers who according to the stats now 11-3 and three. they beat the Chicago Bears in their 200th meeting between the two sides 21 points to 13 and uh, yeah alright game for Aaron Rodgers I suppose 203 yards one touchdown no interceptions uh, Mitchell Trubisky 334 yards passing one touchdown but two interceptions okay again it was Aaron Jones 51 yards two touchdowns Devontae Adams 103 yards and a touchdown the two ins for the Packers came from Dean Lowry who was a career first interception and Joe Alexander so the Dean Lowry was his defensive lineman and he kind of jumped up batted the ball down but then managed to catch it on the way down yeah and started rumbling and uh, yeah Joe Alexander managed to read Trubisky because he's you know very I, readable yeah you know I like Jair Alexander you do the thing that struck me in this game is that the Bears have some very good running backs and we know that the Packers are susceptible to the run game yep and yet Trubisky threw it 53 times yeah. I mean why would you make Mitch Trubisky throw it 53 times a season let yeah. alone per game completed 29 of those throws it's weird <laughs> I don't get it why would you do that in the Windy City. Well, I mean, the Bears do have Alan Robinson who did 125 yards. Yes. And Anthony Miller did 180 yards. 53 attempts. I mean, yes, he got a lot of yards. He threw it 20 more times. Well, I was going to say, Robinson caught 7 of 15 passes and Miller caught 9 of 15 passes. Yeah. So, quite a few drops in there. Oh, yeah, no. He threw 53 times and I think completed like 32. Well, I just told you. He yeah. Completed 29. 29, there you go. I wasn't listening. But the <laughs> he's got 20 more, 20 more attempts than Rodgers. Yeah. 20 more. I mean... I mean, he did throw 130 odd yards more than Rogers as well, and that genuinely right, doesn't concern yeah, me. You're throwing lost. 20 more. They scored 13 points. You're right. So yeah. a lot of lot of yardage for not a lot of scoring. I mean, the good thing is he did throw it 53 times, and only two of them were intercepted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's exactly, a good chance yeah. it could have been in double figures. Yeah, one of them was a bat down as well. But so. I don't understand if you're scheming for a game. Why are you making a guy? I mean, unless they're saying here's lots of rope. Go on, hang yourself, kid. That's well, the only maybe. thing I can think about. Why? Why else would you make a quarterback who is, whose talent is questionable, throw it fifty-three times? Mm. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, David Montgomery is a good enough talent that you can spread that that love around, but they just didn't. And Cohen, Cohen's decent as well. Yeah, but he's a receiver, isn't he? He's not really a running back. He's classed as a running back. I know. He's, yeah. No, Same way, Ty Montgomery's classed as a running back. You do have. He's not a running back. He's a punt returner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, more bad news for the Bears was Akeem Hicks left the game in the fourth quarter. It was his first game back since being injured against the Raiders in London. Mm. Um, that's a massive loss for them. So it was a shame to see him leave during the game as well. Uh, and they were missing Danny Trevathan as well, who should be back this week. Mm. Uh, it means the Chicago Bears are now seven and seven. And yep. yeah, the Packers are now good as they are. Bad. You know, it's good as an NFC East team at their best, mm. and uh, yeah, the Packers now eleven and three. Very strange. I want to talk about that a little bit before we go to the picks. Yeah, um, I've done some digging into why I think they're weird. Uh, so <laughs> next up, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, an AFC South matchup. It was Houston moving a crucial one game clear at the top of the AFC South. The Texans winning twenty four to twenty one in Tennessee. Uh, Deshaun Watson had two hundred forty three passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, a rating of 92 uh, Ryan Tannehill very close 279 yards passing two touchdowns one interception one rushing touchdown 92.2 rating so yeah it was a 
rat's hair between the two teams, really, when it came down to it. Carlos Hyde, 26 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, 119 yards. Kenny Stills with two almost identical touchdowns. Don't know if you saw these, David, like uh, bench plays, so kind of a run out mm-hmm. into the into the end zone. And yeah. It's just kind of an identical play both times. They just let him, because they were obviously covering Hopkins and Fuller. So they weren't looking at Kenny Stills and two identical touchdowns in the same quarter. Fuller makes a massive difference to that team. He does. Always said it, always does. Every time he plays, he takes a man, um, takes a man deep with him and creates room for a lot lot of the time slot receivers. You've got to cover him though, haven't you? Because he's he's just lightning. He's a burner. There's a similar thing with um, when you had Hogan burning down the line and you had... um, uh, Edelman running as well, and all of a sudden you've got a nice back to the big, Patriots again. Yeah, nice big fat tight end just grabbing yards when because everyone else was covering covering other men. It was so just talking about the Patriots. Stop talking about the Patriots. All right, we're talking about the Texans. Isn't, I thought this was a Patriots dedication. <laughs> oh God, the case. Oh, let's get back to it. Derek Henry was held in air quotes to eighty-six yards. <laughs> AJ Brown, who has in some ways been better than Marquise Brown, eight catches for one hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown. There was also a touchdown catch for Dion Lewis um, to bring the score back for the Titans. Whitney Merciless had an 86-yard run back on reception in the end zone. That was quite fun to watch. Johnny Smith had to take him out to stop a, a pick six. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro and Jayon Brown were the interceptions for Tennessee. It came down to the end of the game where uh, it was just the three points in it and um, Tannehill takes a sack and there's a 13 seconds left. He doesn't, doesn't manage to spike the ball in time uh, so they just say that the, the play's over. And the game's finished. So a bit of a damn squib ending to it. A bit weird. But yeah, the Texans held on, basically. Yeah. And they get to play each other again in uh, two weeks' time. Yep. So um, that, I still think, is going to be the decider. When well, it yeah. All. Yeah. But still, a pretty good game between the two teams. It was fun to watch. And uh, you had two very good quarterbacks. And uh, some wide receivers having fun as well. I just want to say, AJ Brown really has played well this season. I think he... Is probably the second best receiver from what I've seen coming out of this crop. A very good re- uh, wide receiver group mm. for 2019. Uh, yeah, I mean DK Metcalf's been great. Yep, as well. I think yeah. there's, there's a lot of shouts up there, but no, I don't think you're wrong. Thank you. That's a good shout. <laughs> Let's move on then. You'll like this game, Dave. Kansas had some fun oh, in the snow, sweeping the Broncos in the AFC West matchup, 23 points to three. Hang on a minute, was Drew Lock not playing? Oh, he was playing, sorry. 208 yards for Young Lock. No touchdowns, one interception, rating of 50.8. Patrick Mahomes, 340 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a rating of 115.7. Um, not much to talk about with this game, really. I mean, Travis Kelsey had 11 catches on 13 targets for 142 yards. Tyreek Hill had five catches and two touchdowns. Juan Thornhill with the interception on yeah. Drew Lock. Your Cortland Sutton. Caught four passes out of ten for seventy-nine yards, and Justin Simmons with the interception. Yeah, and two more sacks for Shelby Harris. So there were some positives there. Uh, yes, the only, I mean, first of all, the weather was absolutely horrific, um, and the Broncos took the wrong approach. They said let let's let Drew Lock throw. Yeah, um, which was the wrong thing to do. Okay, um, the snow just got worse and worse and worse, and the problem was um, so. Before the game, we asked officially if we could um, play in our blue kit because we had it with us. Yeah. And they said no. Um, we declared that we were playing in white and therefore we must play in white. It was no. <laughs> Not that I'm making excuses. No, it is written. Yeah, we, it is, it's bloody stupid if you ask me. Um, 
But I think the thing that's slightly annoying more than anything is the fact that we had multiple opportunities in the game, we just didn't take them. And it wasn't necessarily through us being bad or the tech, uh, the um, Chiefs, Chiefs being any good. It was more down to just bad luck. I mean, there was times when the ball just bounced off um, one of the uh, defensive linemen's helmets is just as it was coming in through, and he was skimmed his helmet and took it off, took it away from Cortland Sutton. It was just yeah, lots of little plays that didn't quite work for us. But ultimately, I mean, um, in um, Orange and Blue Seven Sixty, uh, Drew Lock did an interview, which I obviously know that you heard, um, <laughs> and he com- completely owned it and just like, look, I've never played in snow that big before and that deep, right? Um, our guys were playing in white. I didn't really see them as much as I should have. I f***ed up. I'll get better at it. Mm. Which, do you know what? I quite like that. Rather than just going, oh, well, we should have played in blue. It's just like, look, it's done. Let's just get on with it. And yeah. I think for him as well, it was particularly embarrassing because he's from Kansas and he had 20 or 30 of his family members there Ooh. watching him. Um, but <laughs> Bit of a climb down, but you know he's a rookie and it's, you know, he's not played many games Do you know what, though? It's, that it's one of those things... I'll go back to boxing because I always do. Oh. It's a good loss. It's that thing where you go, do you know what? I lost that fight, but I learned a lot. Let's hope so. Yeah. And it, it'll come out of it a better player just going, okay, now I've done it once, get it under a belt. I'd rather him lose that this season than our Super Bowl running next season. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> He's glossing well, over that, yeah. What was the Super Bowl run next season? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about... Um, a quarterback that's won a couple of Super Bowls and he's uh, saying goodbye. Um, it was the New York Giants and Eli Manning, their last home game there for number 10 mm-hmm. against the Miami Dolphins. There were very few attacking options for the Dolphins and that showed in this game as the Giants woke up in the second half to win 36 points to 20. Uh, it was 10-7 to the Dolphins at halftime. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 279 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Lost a fumble though. Eli Manning... 283 yards, two touchdowns, but a classic stat of three interceptions. So he always <laughs> managed to outperform his touchdown record. Saquon Barkley, what a day. 143 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Javoria Salen ran another touchdown in. Sterling Shepard had nine catches for 111 yards. Darius Slayton had two catches and one touchdown. Golden Tate only had one catch, but he went 51 yards and got a touchdown with it. Yeah. So everyone was having fun on the Giants offense for a change. Uh, Devontae Parker was back from his concussion. He got four catches for 72 yards and two touchdowns, which just shows how good he is. Um, and Eli's interceptions went to Jerome Baker, Nick Needham, and Vince Beagle. Nice. Yeah. Conclusive. Yeah, it means that both teams are now 3-11 and 11 in the records. Um, anything to say about this game, Dave? Um, it was... No nothing over I mean the main thing was it was two teams who weren't really playing for anything it was the Pride Cup as much as anything mm. it was nice that Eli is potentially going to finish um, with uh, without having a losing record <laughs> um, was it 117 and 117 yeah it's, it's tight at the moment yeah Yeah. so it was nice to see Eli play again but you also remember why you don't want to see Eli Three play again interceptions it's, it's an Eli performance <laughs> it's exactly what it is yeah uh, but they think Daniel Jones might be back this weekend so, uh, yes that's the rumour anyway obviously as you get closer to the weekend uh, you'll know more than we do so let's move on then to the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks there was a late surge from Carolina but it wasn't enough to cause an upset in this game as the Seahawks fight for the NFC West with the Niners the final score was 30 points to 24 uh, Russell Wilson 286 yards passing two touchdowns no interceptions a rating of 137.7 not bad Kyle Allen 277 yards 
one touchdown but three interceptions, rating of fifty eight point seven. Chris Carson's really picked up the slack from Rashad Penny being injured. One hundred thirty seven scrimmage yards and two touchdowns for the boy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, one hundred seventy five scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. And the big stat from this game was that Christian McCaffrey just became the first Panthers player to record 2,000 yards from scrimmage in a season. And with six catches on Sunday, if he manages it, he'll become the first running back in NFL history with multiple 100 reception seasons and the first Panther with multiple 100 reception seasons as well. That's pretty good. So, yeah. If you doubted how dominant this guy has been... I don't think there's many people have been doubting how dominant he's been. You never know. You never know. There's going to be that one doubter who's going, nice shit, get rid of Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't play. Can he throw, though? Wait, he's all right, but he's not that good. He's not my thing. A 2,000-yard season from scrimmage is uh, not to be sniffed at. No. Uh, Other notables were DJ Moore, 123 scrimmage yards, and Curtis Sards in the touchdown for the uh, the Panthers. So it wasn't all one-way traffic. Uh, But for the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett, Eight of nine catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. DK Metcalf with a great touchdown catch as well in the corner of the end zone. And two interceptions for KJ Wright, one for Bobby Wagner. So, again, the, the defense stepping up there. The one thing I want to talk about this game, Dave, apart from obviously that the fact that the Panthers have uh, fallen now to, was it five and nine, and they're now bottom of the NFC South, is that uh, Josh Gordon. Well, we've got to see all sides of Josh Gordon. He had one monster catch for 58 yards in this game. He then had a throw on a trick play, which was picked off by Trey Boston. He then gets suspended indefinitely for um, substance abuse policy. Yeah. So we got to see every single thing about Josh Gordon in 24 hours, basically. Um, the people that remember him from 2013 and his epic year got to see him leaping to catch that, that pass there from Russell Wilson early on in the game. We then get to see the kind of stupid side of Josh Gordon where they thought he was a quarterback. And then the inevitable, he's been uh, found guilty of uh, taking drugs. When I was talking to a guy when I was in Seattle um, about wide receivers and they said they really missed that Anquan Bolden possession receiver. Possession receiver. Now, mm-hmm. Gordon's not the possession receiver. And we were talking about no. a few players who um could do that in the league and there was he so they were saying someone like Amandola or some someone like that. Right. Um since then, so they went out and signed Gordon. There was obviously a lot of people who weren't overly happy with that. Um and he's not really added all that much to the team because they've got a deep threat in DK Metcalf. So yeah. I don't think it's going to affect them all that much. No. I don't think it's an issue at all. But that that catch alone is going to help the Josh Gordon troopers for another five years of saying he can come back. He can still play. Look at that. Then good luck to them. Yeah, I'm one I, of them. I, I think, hope. I hate it. I hate being one. But I hope he doesn't rock up at the Broncos. Let's just say that. And we yeah, need we need wide legal. receivers. Weed is legal, and weed's legal in Major League Baseball now as well. Have oh, you yeah. seen this? No. They've legalized the use of. They've removed it from the banned substance. Right. So you can go and smoke weed, which means almost definitely Le'Veon Bell is going to become a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can smoke as much weed as you want. Fair enough. No longer on the band list. Well, there's got to be some reason to play baseball. Yeah. So let's talk about the NFC East. It was the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Redskins. It was the predicted result, but it took a lot of late scoring to wake anyone up watching this game. The Eagles managed to finally win it, 37 points to 27. Bit of a flattering scoreline as well. There was a a late score at probably you know, just a, a pick six. Oh, this was a well, real, it was a, it was a fumble, was a wasn't real it? Real tight game. 
Dwayne yeah. Haskins just kind of threw the ball backwards and yeah. the Eagles scooped it up and scored. So it was actually only a three-point game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, 261 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, apart from the last fumble at the end. Carson Wentz, 266 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had three fumbles, only lost one of them, but he did cough the ball up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if Saquon Barkley had a good day, Mal Sanz had a bigger day. 172 yards and two touchdowns, including one where he had to catch it in the back of the end zone and then fall on his ass. He didn't have a big day, he had an enormous day. Yeah. It was insane. A bigger day. That's yeah. what I said. Zach Ertz and Greg Ward got the uh I'm surprised the he made the Pro Bowl. Both, yeah. <laughs> Both had 61 yards and a touchdown. That's yeah. weird. But Greg Ward got the winner. Um, a touchdown pass in the end zone. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who is the best rookie wide receiver. Five of five catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. He had Steven Sims Jr. with a receiving touchdown as well. And Adrian Peterson with a rushing touchdown for Washington. Ties Walter Payton for fourth overall yeah. in rushing touchdowns. So congratulations to AP. Um, last bit of statage then is uh, linebacker Ryan Anderson had two sacks. Doubled his season total for the Skins. <laughs> he was a 2017 second round pick out of Alabama. There's a good chance he doubled the Skins total for the season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame that Sai's not here to wax lyric about how good his Eagles are by beating the Skins by basically three points. Mm. Um, again, I was quite encouraged by watching the Skins play this game. They it seem was... to be doing okay on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and it was funny watching uh, Haskins trying to rush as well. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> well, according to Stephen A. Smith, he is an athlete. Is he? Athlete first and uh, thrower second, yes. I mean, Bob Weir was an athlete. <laughs> he was also a discus thrower. <laughs> and he was an animal at the dinner table as well. Mm. No, I, I like watching the skins. I enjoyed watching this game. Yeah. I was a bit annoyed when the Eagles scored late, I'm not going to lie. Um, I... I close uh, a drive at the end of a game to either win or lose but it didn't I mean they lost and it ended it ended up making it a lot closer than it needed to be but yeah. Ayaka won off it so mm. I don't mind that too much yeah it means the skins are also 3-11 and 11, yeah. along with the Giants and the Dolphins the Eagles keep pace with the Cowboys at 7-7 seven and seven. yeah as a as a Redskins fan is this not a game that you don't mind losing because it keeps you a high pick you're not really playing for anything anyway, and it shows that you can compete. So, do you kind yeah. of not mind too much? I, I know what you're saying. If it had I been the other way around, and you're an Eagles fan, what? And ex- say if the exact opposite happened, you'd be pissed. Yeah. But the Redskins kind of go, you know what? We competed with them. We were right in there to the end. I don't, I don't mind it too much because it means we're we're staying as a as a high pick. Yeah, quite possibly. But when you're playing at home, you do want to give your fans something to cheer about. Oh, and they had so. no, no, no. They had more than enough to cheer about throughout the game. Okay. More than enough to cheer about. I mean, they had we'll have to ask to some uh, skins fans about this then, because yeah. obviously we're not qualified to talk about how much uh, depression they're in. Uh, well, it's, I, I'm, they're not here, but I'm sure they would say <laughs> that it's been a massive improvement on other parts during the season. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's not so long ago they had uh, Rex Grossman throwing the ball for him. And uh, to continue our JJ Elsega Whiteside watch. Uh, oh, z- yeah. Zero yards. Was he there? Zero <laughs> yards. <laughs> We'll talk about a rookie wide receiver class. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I'm not including JJ Sega Whiteside. Not this year, anyway. Maybe remember, next year. Do you remember? Don't write the guy off. Would you remember a couple of years ago? Um, there was the punters of people two thing. Yeah, we need a JJ Sega Whiteside <laughs> is a person too. <laughs> Start so a Bruce Willis in Six Sense. Yeah. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Let's move on then. We've got some more games to get through. First of all, uh, the Raiders said goodbye to the Oakland again. In the most raid away possible. Ah. A last second loss to a terrible opponent. As the Jacksonville Jaguars won 20 points to 16. 
Uh, under Gardner Minshew, you got two touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 102.8. Whereas Derek Carr um, had one touchdown, no interceptions, a rating of 93.2. Yeah, Josh Jacobs back from his one game out with a shoulder injury. He did the 109 scrimmage yards. Darren Waller, who was snubbed from the Pro Bowl, 122 receiving yards. Tyra Williams with the touchdown. Uh, for the Jags, it was Keelan Cole getting 76 yards. Chris Conley, 49 yards and two touchdowns. And on the defensive side, Yannick Ngokwe had two sacks. Josh Allen got a sack, but also suffered a shoulder injury and left the game, did not return. So, fingers crossed he's going to be okay for the rest of the season with the two remaining games. But, uh, yeah, a good start for Oakland. They were 16-3 up at half time, and then didn't score in the second half. And um, fans weren't too happy at the end of the game. They were obviously expecting a kind of parade thing at the end and, you know, a, a nice kind of... Yeah, I don't know, just a celebration and uh, a victory to see him go. But, um, I mean, couldn't give it. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I thought it was great. Well, yeah, you are an AFC West fan, but well, not the Raiders, so. Mm, not really. I do. It, I found it difficult to comprehend how the Raiders lost this. Mm. I really did. It was kind of like, do you remember the Raiders a couple of years ago when they had no real depth at linebacker and the secondary was questionable oh, last no, no 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 last year they were okay. it was the year before they were real oh, the year bad before and, Jesus. Um, yeah and it kind of looked like that performance where they show I mean I'm talking about this as a Broncos fan I mean yeah well, pot kettle black throwing stones in yeah. this glass house but you're looking at it going you guys are better than the team You're the Raiders are better than the Jags you should be beating the Jags yeah you really should but it's, they just got scored on they just couldn't stop they just couldn't they couldn't stop the Jags from gaining yards I mean every every third down it was converted it was it was non-stop they just marched up the field as and when it was it was just disappointing mm. yeah. Was, yeah I think that's the, the word of the day isn't it disappointing really for this because obviously there were a lot of fans there to watch the last game they deserved a win I think just to see them off they've had to deal with a lot like I said it's the second time they're leaving Oakland um, these fans have been through the ringer and so fool them once shame on you <laughs> fool them twice Dave I, I'm not going to have any Dave. sympathy they're moving to a brand new stadium in Vegas I'm not as <laughs> no yeah. sympathy and everything that went happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really wish they signed Antonio Brown in this offseason oh that'd be great maybe that they will amazing. maybe take a take a bet on him <laughs> that would be the most raiderish thing in the world <laughs> signing Antonio Brown oh we believe you Again. we believe you Antonio yeah and Vontaze Berfic holds on for another contract <laughs> No, it was just it was a difficult game to watch, um, and there was no big plays made on defense. That's literally all it was. Um, but one thing I will say is um, it was another it was another pretty good performance um, by Derek Carr. I think I think he's looking okay. Oh yeah. Um, there's a good chance he'll still be there next season. I know there's the um, the whole controversy as to whether him and Gruden get on because I think his contract's sure. up at the end of the year. It's, it, no, it's not. He's got another year or two after this. But yeah. Um, they I can think, still. They, it won't hurt them too much if they moved on. I think his money goes up this year, but if they get rid of him, it's not going to be too much of an impact or something. Yeah, something similar to that. Um, so, I think there's a fairly good chance with his performances recently that he'll still be there next season. Well, fair enough. I mean, you obviously saw a different game than me. But, um, no, I, I've, I've never, I've never really saw the, the you know. The I greatness think, of Derek Carr. I, I'm no, I'm going to sit there and say he's great. I think he's perfectly serviceable. I think he's perfectly good. Is that all you need? Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on then. Um, what if I told you that Nick Chubb put up 400... Sorry, 400. What if I told you that Nick put... Oh, my God. I mean, if you told me you put up 400 yards, I would be fucking shocked. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah. What if I told you that Nick Chubb put up 148 yards scrimmage and a touchdown, but was nowhere near the most productive running back on the field? <gasps> exactly. Kenyon Drake had another one of those games since his trade from Miami. And the Arizona Cardinals beat the Cleveland Browns 38 points to 24 in Arizona. Kyler Murray, 219 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and 56 yards rushing. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 247 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, and not 56 yards rushing. Kenyon Drake, then 146 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. Ridiculous, though. Yeah. Um, Dan Arnold with the receiving touchdown. There's almost nothing I enjoy more than watching the Browns get scored on. <laughs> yeah, me too. It is good, Me right? too, yeah. It's yeah, kind it's of like, like, I'm going to do it again, but it's kind of like that boxer who goes out oh saying, I'm going to knock you out, I'm going to knock you out, just talks trash the entire lead up to the fight Yeah, and then gets wasted in the first round. Yeah, I mean... That um, is what the Browns are. I mean, the Browns went into this with a much better record than the Cardinals. Uh, they were in their six and seven and the Cardinals were 3-9-1 and one going mm. into this game. So, Browns were still the favourite, even though it's the away team. Um, but yeah, they weren't expecting Kenyon Drake to turn up. <laughs> like I said, four touchdowns on the ground for him. Dan Arnold with the receiving touchdown. Uh, two touchdowns for Ricky Seals-Jones wasn't enough to get the better of his old team. Um, and you can chalk up another season sack for Chandler-Jones. Patrick Peterson <laughs> picked up <laughs> picked off Baker Mayfield. Mac Wilson collected the wayward Kyler throw for the Browns. Um, yeah just a, a great performance I think from the Cardinals I, yeah. I I thought they were consummate on both sides of the ball and even that, that pick on Kyler Murray he went and ran down the uh, yeah. the defender tackling him out of bounds so. yeah. and Baker Mayfield continues to deceive um, showing that he's not he's really not that good he's really not an elite he, quarterback he is good Dave but he's not He's not Still in the right system it. right now. They're, they're not. They're but, that's not using you, properly. but that's all you can judge him on. I mean, I do feel sorry for him. The fact he's had Freddie Kitchens and Hugh Jackson, yeah, as his head coaches. But, <laughs> what a double header! Yeah, I know, right? But the fact is, he continues to make bum decisions. He's a young guy, and he's not being coached properly. Came out the same class as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but he's got a better head coach. Okay, but it's still down to decision making at times. It just is. <laughs> okay, right. Um, I mean, that's one thing you can always say about Roethlisberger. When the chips are down, when things happen, he makes the right choice. Yeah. And sometimes it's just... Usually. Sometimes it's just throw it away. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Just... It doesn't matter if it's third down. Get rid of it. We'll pump. We'll come back. It's fine. Mifflin doesn't do that. Oh, I'm going to lob it in your hands. And that's... It's, it's, it's <laughs> the things he's doing, you're sitting there going, what are you playing at? Yeah. Well, he doesn't like pressure in his face. That's one thing he's never Aww. got used to. And so as soon oh, bless as he, him. But what you, well, in that case, we should stop. We should give him the time to throw it. <laughs> no, so I'm telling you, Dave. But defenses know this, and so they can flash defensive tackles across his face. Mm. And rather than sticking in the pocket and trusting his gash O line, as you like to call it, yeah, his first instinct is to roll out to the right and have another look. Okay, but of course, in which time there's two men waiting. for Yeah, him. because you know it's going to happen. Okay, so if you can force him out of the pocket, you know which way he's going, and that's why he's getting the sacks. That's okay. why he's getting hit. It's a vicious cycle. He knows this, and there's not. Yeah, but his he coaches knows aren't this. training him out of it. His coaches know this. Everyone knows this. Yeah, 
there's a stat where of his sacks, like seventy-five percent of them happen on the right-hand side of the field. Yeah, everybody, right. everybody knows this, but yet it's still happening, and that's yes. not always on the coaches. It's it has to be on him as well to an extent. But they need to change the play calls accordingly. You know, give him quicker throws. Okay. He is a very accurate quarterback. Okay. Well, let's Short, see ne- shorter let, drops. Let's see next season when uh, Jeff Fisher's there. <laughs> Long live Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get on with it then. So let's go to LA. Uh, just when you think the Chargers might be able to hang in with good teams, they commit seven turnovers and get hung out to dry at home to the Vikings, thirty-nine to ten. Thirty-nine to ten. That's right, Dave. That face is correct. <laughs> no, I'm st- absolutely stunned. You said just when you think the Chargers can hang with a good team. Well, yeah, they won last no, week. No, they were rubbish. Oh come on. Uh, <laughs> They're below the Broncos in the in the table. Yeah, That's but when they you can know play bad. against good teams. No, they can't. Well, not last week. They suck. <laughs> Let's talk about it then. Kirk Cousins, 207 yards, a touchdown, one interception. Phil Rivers, 307 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, with Alex Matson out with an ankle injury and Dalvin Cook leaving in the third quarter with a shoulder injury, it was Mike Boone stepping up with 56 yards and two touchdowns on 13 carries. Irv Smith Jr. had the receiving touchdown for Minnesota. Mike Williams got one for LA. Melvin Gordon fumbled twice. Rivers and Hunter Henry also Shut fumbled up. the ball away. Mel- Melvin I Gordon know. fumbling. There were, there were interceptions for Anthony Harris, Harrison Smith and Mike Hughes. And Melvin Ingram got the interception from Cousins. Melvin Gordon fumbles twice. Someone should really give him a $15 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> you might get it. <laughs> no! <laughs> In the CFL, maybe it was nineteen to ten at halftime for the Vikings, and yep. um, the damage had already been done. Obviously, because uh, the Chargers did not score second half, right. and the Ra- uh, Raiders, the Vikings, just scored at will. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, it was the usual: a ton of yards for Keenan Allen, most of them on single plays, um, and no touchdown. Obviously, no. Keenan Allen doesn't like touchdowns. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those games, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. it's a it's a encouraging sign for the Vikings that despite those injuries they're they're dealing with they are still getting the results they are still putting away a team like the Chargers they're putting up points as well which is yeah. which is one thing i think when you look at the when you look at the Vikings there are times and i put this down to Mike Zimmer there are times when certain parts of their play are questionable but they have enough quality that other parts make up for it so if the defense is looking questionable then offense makes up for it if the offense is looking terrible defense makes up for it pass games looking bad they rush well if the pass rush is looking bad secondary steps up yeah there is going to be a game whether it be in the playoffs or late on or where that fails them and against the big teams the teams who can can really take advantage of that that's going to be their letdown that's the way I see it. It's a mystic to... Meg turning up no, now. It's, you're saying no, no, no. the Vikings aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. I think they will get beat early in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Ooh. I don't think I don't think that they'll just not win the Super Bowl. I don't. I think they're out first round. First first playoff game. First playoff out. game. They're out. I just I any half decent team mm. is going to be able to say okay that's your weakness we're going to exploit it. Okay. But again, well, not, there we go. Not, not particularly in depth. It's just what I see. Any Vikings fan has now turned off, but um, that's fine. There's only four of them in the UK. <laughs> we know two of them. Do we? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we do. 
Yeah, let's go on to the other LA team then, because they didn't fare any better. Um, who are these Cowboys, Dave? There's no point looking at formal matchup anymore. Nope. Because they just put up 44 points to 21 against the Rams. They are, they're that mate who every now and again, they're in a really good mood and you go out and you have a fantastic night out with them. Yeah. And the next night you go out with them and they're in a stonking bad mood and they just sit in the corner of the pub nursing a pint. They're the two mates of what they are. Yeah. So they're Punk Raider. Oh, <laughs> he's going to f*** you up when he says shit. <laughs> I was only joking. As if Punk ever comes out. So- <laughs> Joking. It's only because I love him and I miss him. I miss him so much. Let's. You need what? to play P Diddy missing you in that spot right there. We can't afford the copyright on that. No. We'll... Can you sing it? No. You get a warning once. <laughs> worry, you get a season desist. Just leave it in there. It's worth. It's worth the warning. Uh, the, the Cowboys went into halftime twenty-eight points to seven up on the Rams. Uh, it didn't get any better really for the, the Rams to be honest. Uh, Zeke had twenty-seven touches, hundred sixty yards, and two touchdowns, doing the damage early on. Then Tony Pollard turns up, gets 14 touches, but 143 yards and a touchdown on it. Tavon Austin and Jason went with a touchdown for the boys. Sean Lee with a sack and an interception. So a very good game for Sean Lee. For the Rams, Todd Gurley only had 38 yards, but two touchdowns. Tyler Higby had 12 receptions for 111 yards. Cooper Cup got the other touchdown for the Rams. But uh, yeah, it was fairly innocuous play. It was only kind of garbage time points for yeah. the Rams that got them. I mean, respectable, but the Cowboys ran it better in this game, better than any team I can remember this season. It was just run, run, yeah. run, run, run. That O line was. I've got Z bullying and the Rams D line, which is ridiculous because we got yeah. Aaron Donald on there. Yeah, I mean, it was just two. This the center and the two interior men would just control Aaron Donald and the rest of it create gaps. Yeah, um, it's it what it is, you know. Uh, but no, I. Well, I think I've they got, had Tyron got, Smith back, and he's been out most of the season. So, yeah, I that's mean, a I've, massive miss at left tackle. I've got Pollard for. and Zeke in my fantasy, so obviously I was paying attention to both of them. <laughs> um, and they both sorted it out then for you. Oh, it was ridiculous. Pollard was on my bench, but oh. you know, either way, can I have him? Uh, you can't trade. Sorry, man. Can you drop him and I'll pick him up? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to deal with on a regular basis. Um, right, so there we go. So yeah, the um, the Dallas Cowboys are now seven and seven, and joint top of the NFC East, which is ridiculous. Uh, the Rams eight and six, but I think they're third in the NFC West. So go figure. Yeah, they're third. Yeah, just check that. I mean, um, it's that Super Bowl hangover. It's well, possibly. It, it's it's real. It just is. Mm. Uh, every team that's lost the Super Bowl has been garbage for the next couple of years mm. um, here's what it is three games left so the first one is uh, a bit of a shocker here it's time for the what the game of the week the 49ers beat the Saints in New Orleans then struggle against a team that was 4-9 and nine, as the Falcons end up winning this game 29 points to 22 in Santa Clara uh, Matt Ryan had 210 passing yards two touchdowns and no interceptions a uh, rating of 95 Jimmy G 200 yards one touchdown, no interceptions, a rating of 90.3. It was basically Julio versus Kittle in the receiving battle. Uh, Kittle had 13 catches for 134 yards. Julio also 13 <laughs> catches for 134 yards. So exactly the same, but he got two touchdowns on it. So Julio wins this one. Carl Juszczyk and Raheem Mostert with the touchdowns for San Fran. Quadre Ollison with the rushing touchdown for Atlanta. It's a real person, Dave. Yeah. Uh, he was a... Fifth round pick this year from Pitt. 
for the Falcons. Two fumbles for Breeder, one recovered. And one for Mostert was more than the uh, Kenyan Barna cough up for the Falcons. Very strange game, this. Obviously, the from watching it, the Falcons has looked in charge for the vast majority of this game. And then the Falcons come back into it right at the death. They have a touchdown ruled off because it kind of grazes the ground in Austin Hooper's hand and then bobbles up into his legs. And then they have a one last play and they manage to throw it into Julio Jones's chest. Yeah, He gets tackled at the goal line, but he kind of falls funny and the ball breaks the plane and they score. Yep. And then, of course, it's a, a kickoff. The 49ers play rugby with it, throw it around. Defense picks it up, scores a touchdown, which is why the score is inflated. It was only, I think, a one-point game before that. So, yeah, uh, yeah very good result for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, it Although, is. It is, but... They have just helped out their NFC yeah, South rival, so... Pretty much. Stupid Falcons, to be honest. It's one of those games where you, you kind of, as a fan, you want to come away from it thinking, I don't want to help the Saints. Yeah. Um, which is obviously what you've just... You're not getting to the playoffs to. anyway. You've just no. helped out your biggest rival. And... But, I mean, the positives are you know that you can go and play against one of the better teams sure. and compete. Um, but you're very, very much right in what you said. It was Jones versus Kittle. Mm-hmm. So Jones received a total of 63.8% of all yards <laughs> thrown. That's not all attempts. That's all yards thrown. That's all he's Ryan, ever done. Just throw the ball up to Julio. Is the highest this week. Apart from the other side of the ball, which was Kittle. 67% <laughs> of all yards thrown went to Kittle. Yeah. I mean... That's they're, they're my well Julio had a pass interference in the end zone which is what yeah. brought them down to the one yard line uh, and brought them back into the game yeah. later on because it was like most of the way through the fourth quarter before they they staged that comeback so it yeah is, it was just it's a ridiculous. crazy finish to the game and but I mean let it go that's what the 49ers do they seem to have great games to watch which is not conducive to a Super Bowl winning team possibly not but they were my my pick before the season started and uh, you picked them to win the Super Bowl. For the NFC side to get to the Super Bowl. Good shout. Well, you know. I think I picked the Saints, which <laughs> yeah, is still obviously. looking decent. <laughs> obvious. Fairly obvious before the season started. No, I think you'll find they were rubbish last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about two teams that are vying for the playoffs. Uh, currently, where they were currently in the fifth and sixth seed. I think they still might be. It was the Buffalo Bills at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we finally got a game where the Duck cost the Steelers a win, to an extent. Uh, four interceptions. There were two for Jadavius White, one each for Jordan Poyer and Levi Wallace. Added, the, added to multiple fumbles, put the Steelers in an impossible situation to come out on top. Uh, yeah, James Conner back. He led the team in touches and got the Steelers' lone touchdown uh, early on in the game. James Washington had 83 yards receiving. And uh, Deontay Johnson, who was the hero against the Cardinals, lost a fumble. Stephen Nelson picked Josh Allen. Uh, but that's about all the positives I can take from the game. And for if I'm it. being negative. Four interceptions killed you. Yeah, but two of them were at the very end, so he was trying. They're in the end zone. Yeah, at least. but even still, you've got to take your shots when you're there. So that was me being negative. Me being positive, the Steelers were actually close to winning this game, even right at the end. So we still managed to hold them down to 17 points, which is kind of the bar for how much we can score in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were chances to win it. Uh, it was the the touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Tyler Croft. Uh, put them into the lead it was a very good throw uh, John Brown and Devin Singletary got plenty of yards to move the chains Jordan Phillips had two sacks on Hodges as well so I think it was a fairly decent game to watch I disagree 
Josh Allen got a touchdown as well rushing. You yeah. disagree with it being a good game to watch? I, I thought think, it was a good game for defence on both sides. Yeah, I mean, this is. I spoke to a learned friend of ours regarding this and said oh, yeah. it was defence versus defence. Um, Fair enough. That's what uh, we knew it was going to be. Yeah, and I picked the Steelers because I thought they had a better D. They do? Well, someone disagrees with you. Um, <laughs> but Someone usually does. Ultimately, this is two teams who rely on their defence as their strength coming up against each other, and on the day, um, the Bills managed to get it done. It's, I think yeah. it's literally that simple. Yeah, if one of the touch, if one of the passes had been caught by the Steelers, then yeah, if my aunt yeah, bollocks should be my uncle. So that's just how it goes. Maybe one game to go then, Dave. Obviously, it just means that the, the Buffalo Bills are now a ten and four record and still fighting for the number uh, the winning the AFC East, which can still happen. Crazily, uh, Steelers are eight and six. So even if we lose the last two games, we still have a five hundred record now. Considering yeah. one our third string quarterback. No, no. James Conner's been out for most of the season. Juju's been out most of the season as well. I think that's a pretty fantastic result, to be honest, um, for the situation we found ourselves in. It is, but I'm not surprised by it. There's some teams, like the Jags, for example, who lose their starting quarterback and it really affects them. Yeah. And I think it has really affected them. When they lost Bortles and um, they, they thought they'd got their saviour, it just hasn't worked out as being the person they thought it was he's a new so, head coach yeah they they do definitely they'll get a new head coach as well um, so it can really affect a team I think your defence is too good for it to affect you because you've always got that A class to uh, fall back on so if you'd have said Roethlisberger goes out injured in week was it three three week three two, goes out injured um, or during week three he goes out yeah. injured you're going to end up with a 500 record I'd have gone yeah <laughs> no, I, I, but the All thing right. is, you also add into that you would go and sign um, a very, very good cornerback, safety, to, safety, whatever, <laughs> to go and um, basically strengthen your secondary. That already good secondary. You just said, okay, five hundred record sounds about right. Mm. Well, it just means we know what we've got to do in the in the draft. Yeah, but you haven't got a first or second round pick. We'll just bundle up all our picks or into one third. and move back up into the first. <laughs> I'm not even no, sure we do have picks. Third. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not sure you do. We do. One last game then, that was the Monday night, uh, Indianapolis Colts at the New Orleans Saints, a very comfortable win for the Saints after their shootout the week before. Drew Brees broke the touchdown record against a fairly non-existent Colts team, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he got to 540, then 541, breaking Peyton Manning's touchdown record. Uh, yeah, so let's look at the stats then quickly. Drew Brees, 307 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 148.9. Jesus. Yeah, he completed 29 of 30 throws. Yeah. All of them to Michael Thomas. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas is just playing a different game to everyone else, yeah. though. 12 of 12 catches for 128 yards and a touchdown. There was one point when he caught a ball, he was in triple coverage, and he just leaped up like a salmon and took it in. And you just think, it's not impressive the fact he catches it. That's not what impresses me. It's the fact he hands on to it. Yeah. As he's coming down, he gets hit and he gets battered, he gets turned around and slammed. I never remember remember him fumbling the ball. No. He seems to hang on to every single one of them. And, Dave, everyone knows he's getting the ball as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not a secret. No. It's like, I am going to throw the ball to him. Everyone, lob, go on him. Mark him. Yeah. Here's the ball. You've caught it. <laughs> First and ten. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the worst kept secret in the NFL. I mean, he gets so much separation, it looks like they're playing zone against him. Yeah. It is just crazy. Uh, Taysom Hill, Traquan Smith, and Josh Hill with the uh, presence from Drew Brees. 
Is Josh Hill, I think, was the touchdown that, that sealed the, the record. Hill is still one of my favourite players to watch. I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Because you <laughs> I just don't think, share your. <laughs> what is he? I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, but how is he not entertaining to watch? Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett on the other side, 165 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. There's nothing to say for the Colts in this game. There are no game. sacks, no interceptions, game. no touchdowns. Nope. The most productive player was Zach Pascal with 44 yards receiving. Yep, in um, my fantasy team as well, unfortunately. Yeah. So, the thing, the, the thing in this game that really stood out to me is when Drew Brees broke the record. So he broke the record, touchdown, he'd beaten the great Peyton Manning's record, Yeah. and then it was called for pass interference yeah, or holding yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. And it was kind of that huge celebration, the dome erupted, it was amazing. And mm-hmm. then it was kind of the flag come in, cancel it out, lads. It's kind of like, oh, f- and then they went, did it again, and the celebration the second time were a bit muted. You wanted that yeah. moment in history to go, this was the moment, and it just wasn't. No. So, and it's, <laughs> the thing is, it was the right thing to do, but yeah. it just it just soured that moment a bit, I think. Yeah. When it actually happened again the second time, you're kind of like, well. And Ref wanted to get involved too, you know? Yeah, you know. The <laughs> Refs Mike, are people too, Dave. The Mike Riley of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. Those are the 16 games. Um, before we talk about the picks, I wanted to mention about the playoff teams and why I thought the Packers were weird yeah. at being 11-3. and three. Um, So I just looked into a couple of these teams and one thing I found, a stat that helps me, is that the Packers only have a 44-plus point differential. Mm. So they've only scored 44 more points than they've conceded. Yes. Okay. So to put in some perspective, the Patriots, who are also 11-3, and three, have got a 191-point differential. The Baltimore Ravens, who are twelve and two, have a two hundred and fifteen plus but, point differential. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Sam Fran, eleven and three, have one hundred and sixty-one. Kansas City, who are ten and four, have one hundred and ten. Even Dallas, who are seven and seven, have a ninety plus point differential. Okay. Whereas the Packers, like I said, got forty-four. The Seahawks, who also feel a bit weird being eleven and three, have got a plus twenty-six point differential. So even worse. Houston, who are nine and five, have got a plus eleven point differential. The one outlier is the the Saints, who eleven and three have got a plus seventy five point differential, which isn't bad. They did most of that against the Colts though mm. this weekend. So, but I think the thing for the Saints are they go into shootouts quite quickly. So you know they get a, a lead up, the other yeah. team has to re- respond, and so it just becomes a, a tit for tat thing. I... That's why I think the that's why I don't think I'm I'm thinking about the Packers as legitimate because. They don't ever blow out a team. They don't have a convincing victory as far as I can see. That doesn't concern me too much. Um, I see where you're coming from, and I think it's definitely got legs. Thanks. The one thing I would say is I think there's three things when you go into playoff mode. Playoff mode and regular season mode are two completely different things. Playoff mode, you look at personnel. Yep. They've got Rodgers. Big tick. Big tick. Yeah. Um, Got a good defense. Again, the tick. They've got a great bell carrier, Jones. When whenever, whenever Jones has got more than forty-four yards, they've not they they're eight and zero. They've not lost this season. Um. Now, or it might, that might be the last two seasons actually, because <laughs> I don't think it's been one season. But yeah. the second thing is coaching. Okay. The best coaches take the team in the playoffs to the next level. Now, unfortunately, that's not a big tick. Right. Matt, Matt Lafleur still <laughs> Matt got. To, he's got to. Matt Lafleur has got to prove himself. Yeah. The third thing is experience. 
And this isn't necessarily experience of individuals, and it's different to personnel. It's experience of the entire organisation to conduct themselves properly in a playoff run. And that's a big thing. And that, I think that part of that is why the Chiefs have an issue, because there's that stigma attached to um, Andy Reid that he can't do it in the big games. And I think that's real. It's tangible. It exists. And that's the reason that Mike Tomlin is so solid, because he can just stand there and go, look at my record. Trust me. Yeah. And it's a real thing there's, where you There's go, a pedigree, you're right. Yeah, where you go in, yeah, okay. No, he's got it. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, Packers are used to getting into the playoffs. 100%. It's not shocking for them. But at the same time, if Matt LaFlower's standing there going, listen to me, I've got this, you're going, <laughs> so, Rog, what do we do? So it, that's kind of a halfway in between. So I'm not saying that they're definitely going to be a good playoff team I think you've, it's got legs in what you say mm-hmm. when the chips are down can they do it they have the leadership do they have the pedigree do you believe they're going to do it and the answer is probably no it's mostly a young side there so yeah the experience yeah. isn't quite there I don't think for a lot of those players but yeah, it's something that you know well that's the thing in three years time you're going to be looking going they have the experience Yeah, but in three years time you're going to be going do they have the quarterback anymore well no probably not so it's uh, it's difficult to know but I, I agree that they're not that team who who make you think, you know, this is to this is a team, team who are gonna go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on then. Before we do the um the picks for the week and yeah. the King's picks, let's just do a quick new segment then, Dave. I wanna yeah. I wanna hear your player of the week. Um my... at all the games. <laughs> Out of all of the games. All the games, all the players, all the hundreds and hundreds of players, who was your standout player? My player of the week um, you give me award to is it's a funny one so off of it is I'm looking at Kittle or Jones who we've already mentioned Ooh. but I'm going to go for Tannehill Ooh, a losing quarterback it makes no difference go on so justify this one this is interesting <laughs> so when I was looking um, I was looking through stats and I was looking through performances as well and he the, they're not as uh, I don't think the Titans are as I don't think they're as talented as the Texans they're not as good a team the receiving core is not as good defense maybe it's as good as the Texans I'm not sure but mm. the things he's making that offense do and the Titans only lost by a very small amount as well Yeah. Um, I don't think he made many mistakes um, I know there was an interception in there but generally I think it was a very solid performance not a huge amount of yards but controlled the game more than anything not yeah. a devastating performance but my player of the week the guy he's the guy okay. who I enjoyed watching most which is for me what the, seg- what the section bit of tanny love don't mind yeah. that at all yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go for Kenyon Drake mate he's just okay. <laughs> come on four touchdowns yeah, no, okay. are you kidding me <laughs> and he, that was on the Browns I'm, as well I'm going so on, that's always funny to yeah, watch that happen true. So. I'm going on feeling you're going on stats <laughs> <laughs> I've got to bring stats when I'm, I'm talking about uh, the Browns team. The other, I mean, 146 yards. The the other the other person that shot to mind was Drew Brees because he broke the all time touchdown record. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> we could do Brees do Drew Brees a lot of weeks in terms of Player of the Week, but yeah, obviously it was great to see him beat the uh, overall touchdown record, and obviously not have Brady beat it. Yeah, so. I mean. We, we don't want that. Happy for everyone. <laughs> um, the other part was team of the week. Team of the week. Who's your team of the week? 
it's hard to look past the Falcons, to be honest, just okay. because of what they did when no one gave them a prayer of going into San Francisco and winning that game. Yeah. Um, so to do that, they they made stops on defense as well. Uh, they they were good at swarming the ball. I can't believe I'm going to give it to the Falcons. Oh, do I have to give it to the Falcons? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll give it to the Falcons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Bucks. Straight oh yeah, up, straight up Bucks again. Amazing to watch. Winston could get a franchise tag out of that performance. All parts of the game. I think he should. Yeah. Um, so to give an update, I know everyone's on the edge of their seat. In our other fantasy league, not the one that you're in, no. Um, I went into the playoffs against the number one seed. I finished eighth, number one seed, beat him, obviously. Um, was in the semi final this week, won because of James Winston. Right. And now I'm in the final this week. Are you going to start Winston. James Winston again? Yeah, my only other option is Jimmy Garoppolo, and it doesn't get enough points in fantasy. Okay. It's pretty um, more bust for yes, James. Pretty much. But the other guy's team. He is stacked. Got almost two hundred points this week, so I Ooh. am screwed. <laughs> um, and it was it was all I was almost playing punk in the final. Mm. So close to playing punk in the final. What did you lose then? Uh, yeah, only just. Okay. Commiserations to Punk Raider. Yep. In our league, fantasy update. Uh, did you win? No, you didn't. Oh, I was playing you. Yes, no, I you weren't. About that. You oh yeah, I was, I was playing I you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you got you got rinsed. I've got no running backs. <laughs> Don't talk fault. about my fantasy team, man. You should have drafted for 2014. Shut up. <laughs> um, so I'm second now. There's an outside chance I might win it. Um, Mike's still in the lead, but he's a Chiefs fan, so yeah. I mean, he's got to have, some, he's got to have some success this season. Oh, mate, <laughs> <laughs> and in the playoffs. No, I like Mike. He's good. He's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the week 15 picks then in the Kings picks against Kimmy, who was our people's champion. Um, good, good week for both of them, actually, Dave. Uh, there were three differences, I think, in their picks. Uh, and there is a winner. So both of them got the Steelers pick wrong. Both of them got the Raiders pick wrong and the Browns pick wrong and the 49ers pick wrong. Kimmy also picked the Titans to beat the Texans. That didn't work. So she's one down there. The King picked the Lions to beat the Bucks. That didn't work out. And the King picked the Rams to beat the Cowboys. And that didn't work out. So that means that the King finished on 10. Kimmy finished on 11. The people are one back. Big up yourself. There is now a, just a three-point difference. So the Kings on 142 and the people on 139. You may also remember from last week, I put a live bet on as you we were did. doing it. On all 16 games. All 16 games. I got 10. Um, right. Halfway through the six o'clock games, I, it gave me the possibility to cash out for 13 pence, but I held for 13 pence? 13 pence. That's how well things were going. On a one pound bet? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how badly things are going. Um, so yeah, not good. So I am going to. You could do it again. Do I, the yeah? same thing this week as well. Oh Jesus! Well, okay, it's week sixteen, all right, and we've got to make up at least three points before week seventeen, where there'll be a, a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, okay, so going up against the King this week is me. Who? Me. No, we want to do well, Jim. Yeah, that's right. You're doing this to us. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I've stayed out of it all this time, like Raiden in Mortal Kombat. I've just stayed out of it. Oh my god! Let the other ones fight, and I'm going to step in. Who's that useless one in Lightning Street Fighter? You're like Balrog, just oh, the one no one off. wanted. <laughs> You're Blanker, right? So anyway, I dig that. Yeah, I bet he was a good-looking guy compared to me. <laughs> thank you very much, Kimmy, for getting us back in the hunt and winning against the King in Week 15. It's Week 16. I've got the King's picks here. All right. So some of these we're going to have to go different, Dave, if we want yep. to make up three points. First up, we've got three games on Saturday, so there's nothing happening tonight. 
Yay! I might have that. I might not even post the pod until tomorrow. I might just like it's gonna be late. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to put an all nighter to uh, to load this up. Yeah, do it tomorrow. It's fine. Okay. So um, thank you. Yeah, three games on Saturday because the college yes. season has finished. So there's exactly. no more college football. So. Um, starts off at six o'clock in the UK. Uh, the first game is the Houston Texans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the king on this one and say Texans. I'm going Bucks. You're going Bucks. I'm going Bucks. Bucks are at home. Um, they're scoring points for fun. They're gonna aim at Bradley Roby and score all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the Texans need to win this game to okay. make the playoffs. There's nothing riding on the Bucks. Uh, yes, there is. What? Their quarterback is after a forty million dollar contract. Ooh, good point. That's what's riding on this season. I think you gonna convince me to take bucks on this game then. Uh, I, I mean, you'd be an idiot to listen to me, quite frankly. I am, but... What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing what's really riding on is there's a huge amount of players in that team who, yes, the team's not playing for anything, but every single one of those players is. Mm. And if the Bucks franchise tag Winston early, they'll save themselves about ten million dollars because I guarantee there'll be new quarterback signings uh, new quarterback signing contracts which is going to push the franchise tag up so anyone who doesn't know yep. the franchise tag is the average of the top five players of that position um, the last franchise tag I remember is Robbie Gould who's the kickers for the uh, 49ers, 49ers yeah. and he was franchise tagged um, because he wanted to leave and 49ers didn't want him to leave so it, it might be cheaper for the um, Bucks, Bucks. alright <laughs> Jesus want to get on with this <laughs> It might be cheaper for them to franchise tag Winston simply because then it's only a one-year deal. Yes. And it means that they they get in for what is potentially a reduced amount that's non-negotiable. So expect it to happen mm-hmm. soon. So Oh, man, that's, he's, that's convincing. He's playing, he's playing for a contract. So there's a lot of people playing for contracts as well. So Perryman, for example, he's going to be going into Texans could get yeah could get nervous, couldn't they? I mean, it's, it's a Texan thing to do, and I don't trust <laughs> Bill O'Brien, so I'm going uh, twenty nine to twenty. Oh. I'm going for the Bucks. I'm switching. I'm going with you, Dave. I'm going to change the Bucks. Jesus Christ! I mean, don't blame me if you mess up. I'm absolutely going to blame you. All right, I don't blame you. Next up on Saturday night, it's the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I was going to say I'm going odds on, but you know what the king's done. Bills are two for one. Are they? Are, yeah, they're two to one. Um, I'm going to go Patriots because the Patriots are still playing for something. So are the Bills. Yeah, they're no, only one yeah. game back. Okay, they've got a chance to win the AFC. The Patriots are still playing for something. That means something. The Bills mm. are playing for no matter what. I mean, the Bills are so. <laughs> the Bills will always play to be. The Patriots. It's whether the Patriots turn up. It's more about what they do rather than what the Bills do. I hate picking the Patriots in the game that they could lose, and then if they end up losing it, and I've still picked them, be happy. That's the worst. No, be happy. I can't no, be, you, ha- be happy. You be happy. You behave yourself. <laughs> Self-centered. Are you? I've, back, I've backed the other team, and it's come through. <laughs> not on it. I feel like I've hurt them by just not picking them. But all right, we'll pick Patriots. Yeah. Uh, then it's the LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers now, in week six, the 49ers won this game 20 points to seven. Uh, They're going to have to win this game, right? Uh, they can't lose two in a row. I'm going 49ers. Yeah. So so is the so is the king. Yeah, it makes sense. It, yeah, I can't pick the Rams. Not right now. They're just playing so badly. <sighs> and the 49ers need to step back up again. 
it's going to be a key performance from someone like Bob Woods or um, Higby. Yeah, Robert (laughs) Woods. I love Bob Woods. Um, Or like Higby or someone like that. It's going to be a player who's really going to have to step up Mm. because Cooper Cup in recent seasons, in recent weeks, just hasn't done it. I mean, he he got a touchdown last week in the the death, which won the semi final for me, which which is great. But (laughs) I mean, for three quarters, he didn't have a reception. Well, it's Tyler Higby getting all the. It has to be. Score at the moment. Yeah. Or the yards, anyway. So. Uh, yeah, it just it feels like a game the 49ers will win. Yeah, I'm going for 49ers, so is the king. Uh, next up, we've got another uh, divisional matchup. It's NFC East, the New York Giants at the Washington Redskins. In week four, the Giants won this game 24 points to three. Now, the king's gone for the skins. So I feel like I've got to go Giants because this is the chance for us to claw a game back. Um... And I'll just lay cards on the table. I don't like the New York Giants. As a franchise, I, you <laughs> I actually quite like the skins, except the name. Um, as a franchise, what's wrong with the skins? They're the the red skins. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, it's a racial slur. Is it? Yes. But apart from that, I do like watching the skins. Yeah. So I'm really I don't want to do it, but I'm going to pick the Giants because they've probably got a better chance of winning this game. Uh, they have lost Janaris Jenkins though. He got released for having a fight with someone on Twitter. I didn't read what That's it was. That's right, yeah, he was fighting with a fan. Yeah, I'm not overly in- interested in what he was saying. So. Yeah, they cut him, he got picked up. Whatever. Uh, anyway, so there's a, a difference there. King's gone for the skins, I've gone for the Giants. Yeah, I'll go Giants as well. Next up, it's the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. This is a huge game. Yeah. Obviously, the, the King's gone for the Saints because he always picks the Saints. Is, I know geographically they're close. Is there a, they are. Is there a rivalry there? Because I know they don't play each other that much, and Tennessee's not really a really old franchise, is it? So and yeah, but it's also the fact that Tennessee, but they were in Houston, so they're yeah. still geographically that. I don't know. That's a stretch. Okay, don't play um, the same conference. They don't have the same. They don't hit each other enough times to. I would. I am it's in going... Tennessee. This is going. Oh, I don't want to give it to the Saints. Titans need this win. Then don't. <laughs> Give it the I can't and I can't have us losing games. And um, there's just too many points on the Saints. I am going to go for the Titans. <laughs> Don't call them the Titans. That's made it hard for me to pick them. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like this game. I don't like these these really tight ones. I I do think the Saints will have enough to to stop them. So. I'm going to have to go with the King on this one and pick the Saints. Sorry, guys. I, I do hope the Titans win that game. Uh, the Oh, this is a good one. The Cincinnati Bengals yeah. at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Straight up Dolphins. Now, King's gone for the Dolphins. Is Devante Parker? Yeah, he's there. Okay. That makes a big difference because there's an actual Yeah, but I target. saw the Bengals play not terribly last week against the, the Patriots. I for, saw them play not terribly my, against some the Rams. of the game. They're still bad. They are no, not saying not bad. They are the worst team in football this year. I mean, all right, okay. But Joe so Mixon got everyone, over 150 yards. Everyone, go and make yourself a cup of tea or something. No, while Jim convinces himself that the Bengals are an half decent. Do you know size. what? I'm, as ridiculous as it is, I'm, I'm going to pick the Bengals. For sake, let's kiss I'm our title it. goodbye. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I'm going to remind you of this for the look, rest of your life. You can run on the Dolphins, all right? You can run the ball on the Dolphins. If the, the Cincinnati Bengals can control the run, right, they've got a fairly half-decent 
front seven. The last time they did that was in 2004. They Come haven't on. got a good front seven at all. They do. No, they don't. You're just saying that because they've got first round picks in there. Billy Price is shite. You know he's Billy a first round price. I know he's a first round Billy pick. Billy Price. I'm talking about the front seven on the defense, all right? All right, okay. Carlos Dunlap. No, I know. I thought you meant in terms of them actually running the ball and protecting it from an offensive perspective. I was going to say that's why he's talking. Jim Mixon doesn't need that O line. He just gets around them anyway. (laughs) Yeah, this season has been stellar. He has been all right second half. He has. I'm going for the Bengals. All right. I know it's crazy, but I'm going to do it. All right. (laughs) Uh, Then we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) Pu. This is the game. Does anyone win this game? Yep, Colts. Colts? Yep. Not McCaffrey? Nope. Why Colts? Uh, King's gone for the Panthers. I don't know. What? Don't do that. I can't pick the Colts if you say you don't know. Then don't pick them. I've got to pick the Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best player on the the pitch. Remember I said Colts. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, I heard you. (laughs) Thanks very much. It's all good. Uh, Next up then, it's the Ravens at the Browns. In week four, the Browns won this game 40 points to 25. And now they're back in Cleveland. Yeah, we're going Browns. Yeah? No. King's gone for the Ravens. Yeah, you have to go for the Ravens. Just got to cover it off, haven't I? Yeah. And there's no way you can pick the Browns. No, I love the fact this not. has gone to tactical voting. <laughs> How do we stop Boris from winning this? Yeah, it didn't work, did it? No. Um, yeah, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just got a win. Jaguars. Jaguars. Not Jaguars. Jaguars. Not Jaguars. At the Atlanta Falcons, have just got a win. Yep. Oh, this is tough. How much Two of this? South teams. How much of this is going to be like the Resistance Rebellion? Now that Tom Coughlin's gone, we can play a bit free and we can yeah, beat yeah, our no guys. Idea. Yeah. And the Falcons. He looks a bit like Palpatine, doesn't he? Well, let's not go nuts. <laughs> I mean, how much of the Falcons this season? They've won games they shouldn't have, and they've lost games they should have. So if you're yeah. thinking go for the Falcons, you're I mean, probably wrong. Okay, who's... King's gone for the Falcons. Cover it. Oh, again, you can't be confident enough to go against <laughs> them. You don't want to lose it on a Falcons pick. No, you don't. No. Uh, so there's a couple that I have pre-picked because uh, I did this before the the King put his picks in. Yeah. Steelers against the Jets. Yeah. I'm going for the Steelers, and so is the King. In fact, we've we've picked the same teams here. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. I've gone for the Seahawks, as has the King. Yeah. Uh, in week four, the Seahawks won this game 27 points to 10. Yeah. So nothing's happened See- in between those two games. That- uh, Cardinals have got Kenyon Drake. Andy, oh, Jesus, and- yes. Andy, Andy Isabella is playing a lot better, and <laughs> they're all starting to settle into their system as well. Christian Kirk is coming back from his injury now as yes. well, I think. Uh, but the Seahawks have got Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. Yeah, and I think we incorrectly said last week that Chris Carson's season oh, we did, might be yeah, over. I did. I did put someone into... A shock <laughs> when I said that because their fantasy team had to get checked but uh, yeah. yeah sorry to say that that was um, sorry spurious. to say that was false sorry to say I'm it was disappointed yeah, to I, say that was I did accidentally say it I was reading some injury news and I think he flashed up I something. read it as well 100% I read it as well, well someone Carson, said it Carson then, was being um, yeah. reviewed for IR or something right. like that they probably made a mistake and we just repeated it yeah. um, so apologies for that one so you know, I'm I'm picking the Seahawks on this. As much as like I like the Cardinals' um, progression from last year to now, and it's playing in Seattle with the wall of noise is incredibly difficult. So yeah, I'm not sure that I can trust Kyler Murray to get it done this time around. Seahawks need to keep the uh, momentum up anyway. Yeah. 
then we've got the big showdown. It's the Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, in... I thought you meant Lions Broncos. <laughs> no, in week seven, <laughs> the Cowboys won this game 37 points to 10. Yeah. I've picked the Cowboys, and so has the King. Mostly because of what they did last week against the Rams, but like I said, form goes out the window, so you're looking at individual players. Not not with this Eagles team. No. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I no. mean, Sanders has been superb. He has. Um, I think Sai will be a bit pissed Tell off about that, their we, receivers. that we didn't mm, JJ Arcega Whiteside much. <laughs> um, I think Sai will be a bit pissed that we didn't pick oh, Sanders Zaka. as um, player of the week because he had oh, a let him. brilliant play. But he's I'm not just his saying, defender, is he? Honestly, he's got a good point. Get back, Sai. <laughs> Get well soon. Um, <laughs> we all know he's sick. <laughs> um, I you don't necessarily trust the Eagles enough. I don't know. That's it. So Cowboys is the consensus pick here. Yeah. Four games left. Uh, AFC West. LA Raiders. Eh? Oakland Raiders. LA Las Ra- Vegas no. Raiders. LA Raiders. LV that. Raiders. Yeah. Oh, that's, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> well, it's coming. At the LA Chargers. Chargers should have called right. themselves California Chargers. Ooh. I reckon. I yeah. said that to you ages ago. I still reckon it. I still think they should have <laughs> called themselves the California Chargers. Sounds oh, better. Whatever. Uh, so who are you picking this game the King's obviously gone for his Chargers I'd like to pick the Raiders but I saw what they did last week yeah they were on the slide so no. do we go for the Chargers yes no go for the Raiders why because um, the Chargers are shit um, so are the Raiders they've got a running back who fumbles the ball every five seconds <sighs> got a quarterback who can't throw it got a defence which is struggling to get on its feet um, yeah I just I mean, their best wide receiver in terms of touchdowns is Austin Eckler. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, there's nothing wrong with that. The, sooner, the thing is, against a half-decent secondary, he gets nothing done. Look against the Broncos. We've got a decent secondary. Raiders have got a half-decent secondary. Collins is still out injured to me. Mm, okay. I, no, I'm still going Raiders. I think the Raiders are a better team. All right, I'll let you film and Louise me off this clip. With a better quarterback as well. <laughs> Jesus. Lions at the Broncos. Well, I mean, obviously we're going Broncos. Well, yeah, I did pick the Broncos and so is the King. Uh, just a bet update, so I'll add the Broncos in now. I'm right. currently up to... What are the odds? Wow, 1,000. <laughs> what? 1,036 to 1. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> That's picking the oh, bloody I'm filled with confidence now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get some of my picks anyway. So No, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, no, I have actually, yeah. You have. Uh, two games left then Dave quickly it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears uh, Chiefs yeah I've gone for the Chiefs and so is the King yep. the Monday night game are the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings so NFC North in week two the Packers won this game 21 points to 16 before we make this pick if Dalvin Cook is out which looks like he might be it might be for the last two weeks here's what the Vikings are missing 31.7% of their offensive yards from scrimmage Ooh. And 30.2% of their touchdowns from scrimmage. Shout out to uh, Wingo's for the stat. That's Trey Wingo at WingoZ on Twitter. For that beautiful stat, the King has gone for the Packers. But I want to go for the Vikings. Go for In Minnesota. This is. I'm doing it. I say, this is the last game, is it? This is the Christmas Eve game. Yeah. I think you'd do it because then it takes it down to the last game. So potentially we're level going into that last game and it's all down to that, that hail Fingers Mary. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is be level on the last game, and then all of a sudden. So is is this the last? I know we've got another week. We've got week seventeen. But this is official. Is this the last week we're really going against him? Because we've got lo- multiple picks next week. Haven't we'll we? see if we're still losing. <laughs> no, I'm down with that. We'll just add up all our picks together and go against him. We, still, <laughs> we still might lose. That's not how it works. We're just, it's, it's mostly week seventeen for fun. Yeah. Um, it, it's a chance for a couple of people that lost earlier on in the season to him to have a chance at revenge. Yeah. A couple that won to uh, stick the knife in. I've got a new and a couple that drew that uh, can have a go as well. So yeah. There'll be a lot of people that I'll be asking next week to go up against the King. Yep, sounds good. Um, yeah, but those are the picks. So we're going Vikings. That puts we're going us Vikings. Two thousand seven hundred and fifty-two to one. It, how do you jump a thousand? Genuinely, no, it is because it's a multiplier of every everyone looks. So oh 2000. my god! I mean, wow! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> we're over two and a half grand. <laughs> a pound. Yeah. <laughs> on, I'm gonna stick that on then. There we go. Thank you very much, Dave, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, make sure you're checking out the podcast on iTunes SoundCloud and DoublePod and wherever else you find this Podcast Addicts as well that's Podcast Addicts that's the one I use yeah mm-hmm. excellent I didn't know about that so we, we pop up everywhere from iTunes it kind of splays out into the uh, into the ether yeah so feel so. free to mop up our splurge <laughs> how, how colourful <laughs> uh, or of course you can go to jimnicking.com and stream it from there on yeah. SoundCloud um, you can check out our videos on there as well uh, we post up the pics as well in King versus the People, so make sure you check that out. And on YouTube, obviously, the videos go up on there. So yeah, please have a watch and uh, and make sure you click the like and subscribe on there as well. Because yeah, it we don't helps. do this shit for free, you know. Exactly. And you can also um, contact us at Jim and the King on Twitter or at Denver Dave Thirty or I'm at still Pumpkins locked out Raider account, to find so. out. Are you still locked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's because of you. I can't. You get had Twitter reviews in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's people. nothing to do with that. I just can't get in because you set my password. <laughs> Tranny Man sixty nine or something. I put it as Broncos suck. You should have known that. But, uh, there we go. I tried that. <laughs> I bet you did. Your password has been blocked. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, thanks for sticking around for the uh, bumper <laughs> episode that we've done here today. And uh, yeah, we look forward to next week and week yep. seventeen, and then talking about the playoffs. So until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.